Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into comic book movies, blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin. And today, we're going to be reviewing episode four of Moon Knight. We're officially over the hump. And this episode of Moon Knight is titled The Tomb, the the big episode that everyone's kind of been sitting on for those who received uh, the first four episodes of Moon Knight a little bit early, including myself. I can I can finally talk about it out in the wilds. The secret's out. It's all there. But honestly, it wasn't that hard to keep under wraps. It was just, you know, I can only talk to like two other people about it (laughs) that I knew. Um, but yeah, so season four of, uh, Moon Knight, uh, which is labeled the tomb is now streaming on Disney plus. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. And that includes Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, iHeartRadio, audible, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at film optics. That is optics with an X or email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie related questions. So Devin, how's your uh, day been so far? It's a Thursday. It's a nice, nice Thursday. Yesterday was some, uh, my dad's birthday, a very special day worldwide, <laughs> just because of that. <laughs> Happy belated birthday to Mr. Agnello out there. <laughs> yes, everybody celebrates his, his birthday yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So what, you guys just go out for like a nice dinner, all that stuff. Yeah, I got some burgers. Ooh, where'd you go? Five Guys? I mean, this, that's a pretty sweet birthday spot. This place called Flipside. Oh, oh. You know, I think my uh, mom's been there a few times. Um, I want to say we have a Flipside here. Or it's something with a similar name. I can't remember. I'll have to double check. But yeah, you've been uh, watching some uh, Apple TV Plus there. Um, I do. I do want to watch um, Severance. I've heard good things about that. I actually, I actually clicked on the show and then clicked play and then it aired out, so I didn't watch it. Oh no! <laughs> so I just watched Atlanta season, Atlanta episode one, season three. Is that on Hulu? Yeah. Okay. See, okay. So I've been rewatching, as I mentioned before, Attack on Titan. Um, I've been, uh, w- when the show first came out in like 2013, it's, it is a really good show. And honestly, Devin, I think you would enjoy it a lot. It, it is the perfect anime show for non anime lovers or watchers to like kind of get into. If there is one like show out there. It is Attack on Titan. It really is like a phenomenal, like this world building. Like each episode is around 24 minutes. I think there's around like 24 episodes per season. So, you know, there's, there's no filler whatsoever. And, um, it's, it's not like your typical, I guess you can say weeb type stuff that happens, you know, like with the sparkly eyes and things of that nature. It, it's, it is. Pure serious the entire time. And I think you would really, really enjoy it. So I'm rewatching. I, I want to catch up because I kind of fell off after season two. I got distracted with something or it, it took them a while for each episode or each season. They took a long time. Like it wasn't just like year after year after year. Like sometimes they took like two year breaks in between. So I think it was after season two and I was waiting for season three to come out. And then by the time that it did, I was 
you know, on something else and I just never had a chance to go back. But I'm having a really great time, you know, rewatching season one. I just finished that today. I'm going to start season two soon. Um, but other than that, you know, I've been trying to catch up on some Halo as well because I need to do that. Um, other than that, I saw the Northmen last night. Wow. <laughs> is all I have to say. Uh, I'm definitely going to watch it again before we cover it here on the show because, wow, that, that's all I have to say. It is whew, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. But, Devin, are you ready to get into our Moon Knight episode four review? Time to enter the tomb. Enter the tomb and find out all the little secrets that dwell inside. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be right back after this introduction to Moon Knight episode four. I'm losing it. We'll catch you on. You're bloody useless, Stevie. Steven. I can't tell the difference between my and dreams. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our Moon Knight episode four review that is labeled The Tomb. So, um, again, this is created by Doug Monick, uh, for those who don't know, and stars Oscar Isaac, Ethan Ock, uh, May Collinway, and more. And the synopsis is, as always, never, ever changed, but I'm going to read it for you guys just in case this is the first time that you're tuning into the show. Well, there is a synopsis for this specific episode. Oh, is it? Do, do, do you have that, uh, set up here for us? Mark and Steven must find balance as supernatural threats ahead look to stop them. Is that from Disney Plus? No, it's on IMDb. Oh, I oh, you know what? See, I clicked on the general show itself um, and just got the general synopsis. So that's usually what I put in. <laughs> Should probably start putting those in. Actually, this I see. I didn't know they had separate synopsis for each episode. I guess they would. You know, it's IMDb, not TMDB. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't get over that. What was it? The movie database? Yeah, something weird. <laughs> it should have been TV movie database. That's makes more sense. I think you had actually came up with that. So I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah. So the way we're going to do this, ladies and gentlemen, as always, if you're new to the show, we're going to get into our initial reactions and then we're going to get into our spoiler section. After you hear this little bad boy, if I can bring it up here, that means we're going to be getting into spoilers, but not just yet. So hold on to your hats. Then we're going to get into a bit of Easter eggs that we've noticed throughout this episode, which there are of many. And then we're going to get into our final thoughts and then close out with our ratings and get the heck on out of here. It is a Thursday. We're almost... I mean, it's practically the weekend. That's like the best thing about Thursdays. It's knowing that the day's over. It's like, all right. You can just, you can just taste it. <laughs> I can almost taste it. <laughs> oh, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Star. So um, I'm going to give my initial reactions first, just because full disclosure, for those who don't know, I was sent the first four episodes of Moon Knight's uh, super, super early. Uh, just wanted to thank Disney Plus for that, of course. Um, so I've been sitting on this for a while. Um, actually, no, let, let's have Devin go first because I'm very interested to see what he has to say and then I'll give mine. So Devin, take it away. 
Well, apparently the the trend continues of pretty much every Disney Plus show, episode four is just it's just the best. Like you just look back at every episode four from all the different shows and they always have the biggest moments and the biggest reveals going forward. It's definitely a, a pattern and a formula that they're starting to catch on with for the shows. It's working working great. Don't care if it's a quote unquote formula like everyone complains about, but <laughs> we we eat it up because they know what they're doing and they know how to create interesting stories with all these different characters interconnected, even though Moon Knight has not been connected to anything yet, which is why it's so intriguing and why it's working so well, I would think. Um, I I love this episode. Um, I'm falling in love with uh, Layla, as Mm -hmm. one does, because she is basically Laura Croft, and I would like to petition now to have Laura Croft um, enter into the MCU and become canon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she she can actually stay as Layla. She can be Layla Croft. She can be like her sister, her cousin, like just something like that. But yeah. in this in this episode, she is very much so Laura Croft. Like the way she was using the um, the flares. Yeah, she's using flares over and over again. Like that's such a Laura Croft move. Like she would yeah. do that in the games nonstop. And the way she hung onto the cliff after falling, like. She's a Croft through and through. I'm, I'm calling it now. Just, just make it happen, MCU. I know, I know there are there are Laura Croft comics, but it's not. I think it's, uh, it's Dark Horse comics. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take, but I know Marvel has a connection with Crystal Dynamics. They made that bad Avengers movie, but or Avengers games. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Avengers but they can game, they then. can keep that connection going, and, and we can bring Laura Croft into the MCU. I would like yeah. to see that. But other other than that, another other than my love for. Layla in this episode because she was really great in this one especially at the end but it's just great to see the beginning kind of like it's very Indiana Jones like there's there's a couple kind of suspenseful moments in the beginning it's kind of reminded me of The Descent I don't know if you ever saw that movie but it's like one of the better claustrophobic like underground horror movies that came out about a decade ago just seeing like that pharaoh type creature stalk them around was definitely interesting I don't think I've seen it, but I have heard about it. It's definitely, there's so many things on my watch list, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely giving me vibes, vibes of that. Just having that thing like slither around and stalk them with the clicking noises. And were they slithering around? Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> and then just yeah. to, to see the, the big reveal at the end and the switch of settings and just kind of changing the whole show's trajectory, which is definitely a pattern. Like we mentioned before. So I don't want to like oversell it. Cause I feel like a few people out there who were sent screeners, um, I just, just, um, just like through like random people that, you know how you have, like you're, you're scrolling through Twitter and then there's the, uh, like topics or whatever. And kind of like disappears on your timeline from like random people. I feel like some people were like acting like it was like the next best thing since slides spread. I think it is fantastic the twist and we'll get into it a little bit later but my um initial reactions for this i've watched this same episode uh three times uh twice before it came out um to the public and then again when when it came out with the public public because you know i gotta we gotta um, you know celebrate with all the people i will say it was a little bit tough to kind of just like wait for four weeks i mean it's not a super long time four weeks isn't a long time but 
it, it was long enough, especially to get to episode four, just knowing what, what happened. And it's like, you know, I had to kind of like be careful what I was talking about, but this is easily the best episode uh, that we've gotten so far. And like Devin has said, it opens up so many doors. And the, I think the reason why, um, as you also mentioned, Devin, is because um, it seems separate. You know, we, we are so conditioned and trained to expect everything to be connected within the MCU because I mean that that is their model that is search field just like Netflix is you know gung-ho about you know the binging model uh, when it comes to their TV shows at least um, we're starting to see that you know break off a little bit but this episode really just had everything like you said Devin you know the Indiana Jones vibes uh, I have a little bit of trivia myself I was watching some new rock star beforehand and apparently they actually uh shot a few I'm not sure from which Indiana Jones movie it is but when they're kind of like walking through the canyon I, apparently that's the same set or same location at least um as they did for Indiana Jones uh you know big uncharted you know, Indiana Jones, um, Tomb Raider vibes here for sure. And um, even with the clickers, that kind of reminded me of the clickers from The Last of Us a little bit. That, that, that would be my biggest complaint is just at the beginning, just another dark TV screen issue that continues to pop up. It was yeah. very dark and it was hard to see a lot of it, especially because when, when I'm watching, it's it's usually Wednesday morning, so it's daylight out. It just makes it even harder to see because there's a glare on the screen. <laughs> Devin's TV is just black, and you see like one little red dot. Layla's like running around with a with that's, a flare. That's pretty much what it was the first like five minutes. It felt like. Yeah, I and even with um even with newer TVs, like I recently purchased like a new TV a while ago, and I I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's next gen ready for you know next gen consoles has all the bells and whistles I was looking for in a TV. But I got to say, even like when we were talking about like our uh, Mockingjay part two review, like when they're in, you know, the underground with the, um, with the sea people, I guess you can call them or whatever the, the cave dwellers or the sewer dwellers. It was really hard to see. And I had calibrated my TV, you know, to where it's not supposed to look, but it's supposed to give you quote unquote, the best picture, you know, you kind of find one of those guys on YouTube. It's like, you know, you can kind of mess around with it. I will say, like, when it comes to this for Moon Knight, it's, it was kind of hard to see. I mean, I was able to make out everything that was happening, but I had to, like, change the settings on my TV just to see what was going on. And I know a lot of people had that same issue with uh, the Game of Thrones finale. I still stand by that it wasn't all that bad because I was able to see everything going on. But again, not everyone has the same type of TV. So you have to put that, you know, into perspective. Uh, when it comes to that stuff, because uh, I, when I rewatched it at my friend's house, it was very difficult to see. And I mean, I get, you know, the darkest, you know, the, cr- the crushing dark blacks, you know, all that stuff. It's great. But like, I can't see anything that's going on on the TV screen. <laughs> so but yeah, other than that. Uh, yeah, I never even really got like a good look at the at the Pharaoh zombie thing that was chasing after. Yeah. Me. Yeah, it, you could kind of, I was assuming it was blue, I think. Um, you know, how it's kind of like moving around and whatnot, but um when they're inside of the uh the tomb of Amit, like there were parts, you know, you're able to see other parts not as much, uh, especially the interaction between Arthur and Layla that was, you know, nicely done. Sometimes it did work and it's in its advantage for sure. 
a few jump scares here and there, which was actually kind of cool. I like that a lot. But overall, I mean, I I love this episode so much because it just it just second it makes you second guess everything, like everything. But it reminded me of that episode of Lovecraft Country where they went into a tomb. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's oh man, how good was that show? We're not going to get any more. Don't remind me. <laughs> There's a reason why I bought the Blu-ray because I was actually very afraid that it wasn't going to get a Blu-ray release. I'm like, it has to now. I mean, like the show's dead in the water. Like, I was like, I'm I'm glad I I picked that up because man, that's such a good man. That was such a good show. Oh my. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself, but um, I feel like we are getting into the spoiler section unless there was something else you wanted to mention before we hit that point. Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning for Moon Knight episode four. Again, that is your second spoiler warning for Moon Knight episode four. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. It's on Disney Plus. It's about hmm, 50 minutes or so, which is another thing I do like about this episode or this series so far. Each episode has been consistently the same length. Give or take. Yeah. I like, I, I saw an interview with the director and he mentioned that the way he viewed it was episode one and two is a movie, three and four is a movie, and then five and six is a movie. That's how he was kind of viewing like the blocking of the episodes. I like that. I, I do like that a lot. And, you know, we, we always bring this up with every uh, Marvel series that we review um, here on the show. Um, do, do you think, I mean, outside of WandaVision, do you think they'll ever break away from that six hour or not six hour, but I guess you could say, or six episode thing. Like I honestly feel like they can go maybe just push it to eight. Just get a little bit more extra in there. You know what I mean? Cause even with Hawkeye, like as much as I loved Hawkeye, I feel like they could have like maybe two more episodes would have changed a lot of people's minds. I think it just depends on who they have at the helm, like writing the story. Cause with Loki, it was just like the perfectly like tight, tight script that, Allowed them to have just the six episodes. Yeah. The WandaVision, WandaVision, not Vigin, <laughs> was what, eight episodes, I think? Something like that. Should have been nine, but you know, we didn't get the Doctor Strange cameo. But, um, Devin, I guess let's just talk, let's uh, circle back around here to Moon. Lay- Layla, Layla's starting to fall in love with our boy Steven, it looks like a little bit. He's starting he, to fall in love with Layla. Yeah, <laughs> how, how can he not? But, uh, but she's, smell- she's smelling Mark and she's hearing Steven. But Steven isn't a douche like Mark. So she's like, huh, maybe I can work with this. Is this just as weird as the body snatching situation from Wonder Woman 84? <laughs> it's it's definitely, I don't think it's very weird just because it's it's the same body. Like, it's the same. That is it's true. Just the, it's the same person. Yeah. <laughs> the body thing from one woman is it's just inexplainable. There's It's just absurd. That was very comic book-y. But like, not for the silver screen. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. But yeah, they they shared they shared a nice kiss. Stephen Stephen was reluctant at first, but then he uh, he went in and got punched for it, which was great. Now hold on, well, let's I mean let's back up here. Layla is the one who made. The yeah, first and then move. Stephen was reluctant. He was like, uh, I don't know, Mark will be mad. And then he was like, and then he like awkwardly kisses her, and then. <laughs> Like she kind of like shrugs it off a little bit, but then as soon as they get into the tomb, he's like, Oh wow, look at you. And she's like, Oh, and <laughs> he's like, No, not you, you. The... <laughs> and 
and and he he tells her the truth for once one time in her life and then she just falls in love because that's how dishonest mark specter is apparently let's take a quick break did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear how can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients can we be healed with sound Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. I wonder how their marriage was before all this happens. Because There's a lot of baggage. It seems like, yeah, it seems like it was very, I mean, obviously the reason that they met, of course, is because of what happened to Layla's father. Even though Mark was not the one who pulled the trigger, it was his uh, accomplice or his partner, I guess you could say. And apparently, you know, as we learn, uh, Mark was also supposed to die that night. And then I guess that's when Kanchu kind of comes in. Yeah, Kanchu saves a little him. bit there. That's the origin of of Moon Knight. He gets <laughs> shot, and then Kanchu comes in and scoops him up. My son. <laughs> I was like, no. that's kind of how he sounds a little bit, a little bit baney. But yeah, I mean, so much is happening in this episode. Between we get so many reveals, of course, with um, you know what happened to Leela's father. Like as soon as I think it was like episode two when they showed like you know, the dead archaeologist, I was like, oh, that's, that's it. That's it. And I didn't really notice it the first time. Like when you first watch, I think, I think that's, I think that's the biggest strengths of episode three and four. You can call it like the middle movie of the, of the three. Yeah. You can call it like the, the middle section, whereas it's more so focused on Layla and it really develops her as a character. And you can see just how strong mm. of a character she actually is and how interesting she is. Yeah, I would say between her and um, what was it, um, Shang Chi's sister. I'm not sure if Shang Chi's sister is an original character or not. I think I thought she was. Layla, Layla, as far as we know, is an original character, but she's kind of yeah, like I think she is the classic Marvel MCU thing of kind of an amalgamation of diff- a few different characters from the comics that they kind of put together into one for her. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, they, they did that with Game of Thrones as well, um, with a lot of characters, just because. You know, sometimes there's just too many and it's easier to kind of, you know, blend like multiple characters into one, like you said. So I'm saying Lay- Layla's uh, name's kind of close to Laura. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> it's also very close to Kayla. That too. <laughs> but yes, I do. I do agree. I, I, I think she's done a phenomenal job. She's, I mean, outside of Oscar Isaac, by the way, speaking of Oscar Isaac, have you seen scenes from a marriage with him and Jessica Chastain? I have not. You need to watch it. It's on HBO. It is, I think like a cool, maybe like six episodes. It's very good. Limited series. Very good stuff. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the year of Oscar Isaac. Like he's really just been, did you see that, that meme I sent you of, of him and Stephen Grant looking at apocalypse and, and screaming. <laughs> Yeah. Fear. <laughs> I saw that there was the um I saw the other meme um and of course you know we'll get to the big reveal here in a second but it was uh um Tara Strong is like the clock from uh Loki it was like hey y'all and then it showed yeah. the two Stevens <laughs> screen <laughs> I, I love how Oscar Isaac just kind of owns the MCU every portion Fox Sony and mainline 
MCU. He's in all. He's in all of them, and he's in Star Wars. So it's. I mean, like you know. Yeah, he's he's got it all. He's he's just collecting paychecks, and he's in Dune. <laughs> he's the man's everywhere. I really, really. Um, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite uh actors working today, just because it's. I mean, between him and Pedro Pascal, like they're they're amazing. I mean, Pedro. The first time I was introduced to him was in Game of Thrones. Um, so it's uh, everyone, you know, the, the Viper, uh, what was his nickname? Um, he does such a great job in that show. I mean, I'm telling you, ah, I was like, who is this man? I love him so much, but, um, I think he was a Martell. I believe so. Um, but anyway, so getting to the, we kind of, you know, after they find Alexander the Great's tomb, which is very interesting. Yeah. The Macedonian, as soon as he saw that, I was like, that's not King Tut, is it? I was like, oh no, it's Alexander the Great. It kind of makes you wonder: Are they insinuating that Alexander the Great was only so great at conquering because he had Khonshu to help him? Is that is that the or, no? I, I, I think it was Ahmed. Yeah, Ahmed. I think it was Khonshu, either one. Yeah, yeah, because they found out that Alexander was the last living Avatar, and then they find, and then he goes into a, his gullet and finds the Ahmed statue. War gullet, <laughs> war gullet. <laughs> That was gross. I'm like, he, he cracked that thing open and went deep. I love how Steven was like, I don't want to violate the long lost tomb of Alexander the Great, but this is very important. And yeah, like you said, he just goes, he goes super deep. Like they really hid Ahmed's uh, stone or, or her uh, statue, like deep inside of uh, Alexander because he was the voice of Ahmed. And we also see during the beginning of the episode, you know, multiple gods that have also been turned into stone and those little cubby holes or whatnot. It makes you wonder about that, uh, that, that little tribunal of gods that they had the trial with or how, how um, honest are they being? Are they kind of killing off other gods or could, or could Gore the God Butcher be coming into play here before, before Love and Thunder even comes out? Oh yeah, that'll be. <laughs> what if this is like a, a prequel to uh, Thor Love and Thunder? It could be. I mean, it deals with gods just like that movie is going to it has a movie has gore the god butcher in it so it's kind of a perfect fit and they're going into like uh greek mythology with that one as well yeah. norse mythology hercules and zeus showing up <sighs> it's gonna be great man what what is it's another great year for marvel like j- just already i know we haven't seen a lot but like they got a lot coming up and i'm very very excited <laughs> but um so we've you know arthur um comes up and just like caps our boy shoots shoots yeah i'm surprised he used a gun twice didn't seem like he's a a gun guy i feel like he was gonna summon another devil dog throw sandals (laughs) throw sandals at him with all that glass yeah i love how his signature (laughs) item is glass sandals you can always hear him coming too i'm like oh man and he always he still he still walks with the limp i'm like what what is this what is this um but yeah so um we we find out you know after um Mark or actually technically Steven gets shot and he kind of wakes up in this mental institute. They're very much to like get out in the sunken place where you just see him just float down to the bottom of nothingness. Mm. Yeah. And then it, um, you know, it kind of cuts over to, uh, was it called tomb buster? Yeah. The, um, the movie that was playing on Starring the VHS. Dr. Steven Grant. Steve- Grants. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The first time I watched it, I was very confused. I'm like, "What is happening right now?" But yeah, we we quickly find out that um, 
that Mark, I believe it is Mark. Yeah. So Mark is uh, heavily sedated in a psych ward. And this is pretty much where all the Easter eggs come into play. Because every character leading up to this in the series is in this psych ward. So it really just kind of plays with your mind. Like what what is real, what has been real, and what has been fake. I wonder if this is Joker all over again where he's sitting down and he's like, she's like, I don't understand the joke. And he's like, you wouldn't get it. (laughs) And then, yeah, so it was the Joker in the psych ward the entire time. But this definitely does way better of a job because not only do we see all the characters, um, you know, in, in their, I guess you can call them their natural habitat. Um, as of now, but a lot of items as well. You know, the sandals, the cane, the hippopotamus, the scarab, and and Mark Mark finds Stephen in a in a sarcophagus, lets him free, and they they hug it out, which was a very nice moment. You would think they might be mad at each other, but they hugged it out. Well, like it's like, oh my god, I have to find me. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really like how they kind of brace each other's. You know. Like just camaraderie there, like out of anything there, it's the only thing that makes sense to them at that moment. Um, you know, and Mark frees Steven, they're like scouring down the hall, and then we see another sarcophagus. That's that's still a mystery. Everyone thinks it's Jake. Yeah, the the firm belief is that it's a third identity, Jake Lockley. Yeah. Which definitely seems likely because we still don't know who has been killing people in the uh in their body. Right. Because we were led to believe that it was Mark at first because he was the only other personality. And then, yeah. So it looks like this third personality can take over at will, um, which is really, really interesting. And then we get the hippopotamus. Yeah. Um, ta- her name is Tawaret. Ta- Tawaret. She yeah. is the goddess of childbirth and fertility. Seems like a very... Not sure what that has to do with Mark yet, but I'm sure we'll find out. Or hippos. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> she has a nice, nice little tiny voice that, that scared them, but it was very welcoming for us. Very, very welcoming. Um, and also, it's I think it's well, it's rumored that she might be one of the gods uh, that is also uh, stowed away or um, imprisoned. Yeah, it seems like it seems like this is kind of like a purgatory hell type of place that he's been sent to, along with some other gods that um, kind of got sent away. New rock stars went deep into this and they did a great job of explaining it. Eric Voss mentioned how pretty much every MCU show has, has the character going into some, some form of hell and then escaping out of it as part of their, their story arc, like WandaVision when she goes into the basement and Loki, when he goes into the void, like all these, Mm. all these shows are having this kind of this formula where this, the hero has to go into their version of hell and, and come out on the other side better than they were before. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's part of like, you know, I mean the, the hero's journey altogether. Yep. Um, that, that is a pretty big part of that, um, of that diagram. Um, I've looked into it. It's actually pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, so many stories use it. So it's, it's crazy. I'm trying to think, did, did Kate Bishop or I guess Hawkeye, I really don't know what, I guess him meeting Yelena would be his version of the two grounded shows don't really have like the mythical elements that the other shows have to where they can go into a different world or a different universe. So there's not really a new setting they can actually go to physically. When you said two grounded shows, I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Oh, Falcon and winter soldier. (laughs) I was like, you can't be talking about what if I'm like, what is what? I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 because they didn't really have too much there. Um, 
Yeah, that is a really good point, though. I really like how I guess the um, the less grounded stories. Well, but it's weird because I mean, Moon Knight is grounded, but at the same time, it really isn't. It's very. I'd say it's like maybe 50-50, but that that is a good point. You know, they kind of come out stronger the other side. So I wonder what the last two episodes are going to bring. I'm very, very interested. I can't believe there's only two left because it feels like we have a, just a whole new show now to go dive into. I think that really goes back to, you know, we've kind of mentioned it earlier and, and on other episodes about, you know, the, the, six, the six episode arc that um, Disney is... Uh, seemingly sticking with, um, you know, we are getting season two of Loki. We're not getting season two of WandaVision, but it's kind of like, you know, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness is really more. So the next part of that story, um, depending on where, where it actually happens. We're not sure if it happens before or after Spider-Man no way home. Yeah. Like how we're getting, a, how we're getting Captain America for. Yeah. That too. Um, it's kind of like Spider-Man No Way Home is like the new starting point because that is really when, you know, after a while, you know, it was like the ending of, you know, Tony Stark's death and Thanos. But now I feel like for Spider-Man, it really is the new starting point because obviously it's like, okay, did this happen before or after people knew that Spider-Man, you know, that Peter Parker was Spider-Man type situation. So. Yeah, I mean, overall, a great episode, but uh, let's get into our final thoughts here. I'll pass it over to Devin, then I'll give mine, and then we'll close on out. Yeah, I'm just really excited to see where we go from here, because it feels like, because the, overall, the design for Tower Rat looked great, like, to bring a hippo onto, yeah. the, onto the screen like that and have it look, like, not terrible, like you would think a large <laughs> hippo would look on a TV screen, like... She looked really great. Yeah, I mean, just looking at her now, I sent I sent in our Discord what the the actual one looks like, and uh, she has very <laughs> very saggy features. I'll say they kind of did a nice job oh. of covering that up. But yeah, she looks great, and then I'm sure like she won't be the only one we see either. We're, we still have to see Ahmet. We've seen Kanshu. It's just going to be so cool to see a bunch of these gods on the screen, like different animal hybrids that they are, and see them interacting with each other and trying to get back. She might be the one that kind of heals uh, Mark and Steven and brings them together and gets them out, but we'll see. Heal me, hippopotamus. Heal me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, um, oh, sorry. Uh, what's your rating? Um, I would, I'll go with like a, like a solid 93. Just a very entertaining episode. Okay. Definitely changed the, the entire outlook of the show without being like overly annoying about it like the twist was definitely warranted it didn't just derail everything for the sake of having a twist yeah it, it wasn't just for like shock value um for sure uh for me you know final thoughts i've kind of already said everything i wanted to say but yeah i really just enjoyed this episode and I actually wanted to um talk about something really quick so i saw a lot of people were complaining about um at least especially on twitter because i mean hey, that, that's where everyone goes to complain about things. Uh, they were talking about how the ending of episode four was just a blatant ripoff, you know, like it was just taken straight from the comics, yada, yada, yada. And it doesn't make any sense because it's like, just because it's ripped straight out of a comic. And I tweeted about this as well. Um, just because it's ripped straight out of a comic doesn't mean it's underwhelming. People are complaining about it being too much like the comics. They can't win because there's people that complain <laughs> that it's not enough like the comics. And then people that complain that it's too much. So what do you want? 
this is Star Wars all over again. Think of like you have people saying, oh, you know, like they don't like the adaptations. I mean, it's a small minority, but, you know, they're the ones with the biggest voices. They're saying, oh, you know, there's not a, it's it's not comic book accurate enough. You know, they changed so much stuff stuff from Miss Marvel and yada, yada, yada. And also with, um, you know, Moon Knight, it's, it's too comic book accurate. And I'm like, you spent all this time complaining about how things aren't comic book accurate. And then when we finally get some accuracy to the comics uh, for Moon Knight, and especially for uh, Thor Ragnarok, there's a few uh, shots themselves ripped straight from the comic books. Love and Thunder, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Love and Thunder, my bad. <laughs> um, you know, when we finally get some of these comic book accurate, you, you still want to complain. It's the same thing with Star Wars. You get the, the Force Awakens, you know, Episode 7. It's amazing. Then people complain too much like A New Hope. It's like, okay. And then they give you something completely different. You want something different. You say you want something different. Then they give you the last Jedi. And they're like, well, no, I didn't want not that different. Like it, it needs to be like the original. Episode nine is one where I'm like, all right, I see, I see the complaints. But the first well, two, episode like, nine was written by it was directed and written by Reddit. Like 100 yeah. <laughs> percent And and that's 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 a project we get. So maybe they should stop trying to it's just scream, it's scream all over again. The the Reddit killer. Like he, he tries to write his own story and it ends up terribly. Yep. It's, and it's like, do I feel like at this point people don't know what they want. So you know what? Just let the studios handle it and do what they're going to do. Because I will say my favorite part of this entire episode is the scream at the end when it shows both of them in the same frame. And I have to say Stevens like yell was like, it's perfect because you have the same actor, obviously, but they're reacting the same, but differently at the same time, because Mark's scream is not as high pitched and like, you know, whiny as Steven's. But it's so funny how it's like that. And I absolutely just wow. It's it's great stuff. But yeah, I, I it's, it's just stupid. It's so dumb when people they're complaining like, oh, like and someone that we actually follow that I think I posted in there. I won't say the person's name, but. Um, they were saying, oh, like, you know, you waited, uh, you guys sat on this for like four weeks for this. I'm like, yeah, cause it's awesome. Like we don't know what's real, what's fake. And it's like, I mean, I mean, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. If you don't, that's fine. But don't undersell it by saying, oh, well, you know, other people saying by, you know, it's, it's underwhelming because it's too much like the comics get out of here. You've been wanting that forever. So that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about. So <laughs> um, great for me. This one's just like a hard, just like 95 out of a hundred, you know, there's always room for error, but um, mainly just, you know, the super dark scenes in the beginning. But <laughs> other than that, you know, it, it's, it's easily the best episode we've gotten from Moon Knight. And I hope it continues to um, escalate from what we've seen so far. So only two episodes left and then we're done. So, uh, that pretty much concludes this episode of Moon Knight for everyone out there. Thank you all for listening. It means so, so much to us. And of course, thank you, Devin, as always, for coming on. And, you know, I mean, you're a co-host, so you're <laughs> we're always here, you know, chatting it up and whatnot. But uh, what is coming out on the podcast, you might ask. Um, as of this recording, our, we actually concluded our Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 review with the amazing Nicole Ackman over from Next Best Picture. Definitely go check out that episode, as well as our other um, Hunger Game episodes that we have out there. 
And we also, by the time this is out, Massive Talent is coming out on the podcast as well. <laughs> um, I believe that that will be out on Friday, the 22nd. And on Monday, we have the Northmen coming out on the podcast. I'm so excited to go see that again. I got three shirts, Devin. Three. They were just handing them out. Like when I first walked in, they're like, oh, take a shirt. Took a shirt, sat down, experienced the movie, came out. They're like, oh, we have so many like leftover. They were literally telling us to like take them by the bulk. Wow. Could have made a profit. Like, I ah, I see, I wanted to, but I took three shirts. <laughs> I took three of the same shirt. Um, it just says it's a black shirt that says Northman, the Northman on the front and on the back. It has the um, you know, I'll avenge you, father, I'll save you, mother, and I'll kill you, feel near. Um, but yeah, this we're, we're getting a lot of Norse mythology this year between the Northmen, Thor, Love and Thunder, and God of War, Ragnarok. That's gonna be, I'm, I'm I, I love like Greek and North, I, I love all the, that uh, mythology stuff. But I digress. Um, so those are just a few things that are coming out on the podcast, uh, as well as our Sonic the Hedgehog 2 review that is also out on the podcast as well. But there's only one thing we ask from you guys, and that is to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need. So that pretty much wraps up here today, and we hope you guys have an amazing weekend. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. And we'll see you guys in the next one.